That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our Christmas episode of Pause It For Me for Woo! this year to close out 2023, our last episode of the year and our second episode of season three. Thanks for joining wow. me, Hannah. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Is it? So, yeah, of course. Am I that much fun to talk to? You are the most fun to talk to. Really? We could talk forever, baby. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think we'll make our episode quite that long. But, well, uh, we've we'll, talked for 40 episodes yeah. and we haven't run out of steam yet. We'll so. see how much you have to say about uh, our subject for this episode, okay. <laughs> which, as you can see behind me, is Eloise at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. This is a Disney Channel original movie question mark. Uh. It was made for TV yeah. at the very least. The wonderful world of Disney. There I don't remember if you remember those like family really. night things. Michael Eisenberg, I think his name was, the president at the time would like, okay. address the audience at the no, beginning I don't remember and be that. like, Welcome to the wonderful world of Disney. Tonight's feature is Eloise. Gotcha. That kind of thing. Okay. But it was on like Disney Channel, Family Channel kind Something of thing. Something like that, yeah. Right, so this is so you picked this as a Christmas movie to watch it's this year. It's a nostalgic choice for nostalgic reasons. Yes. So a little bit of background for the audience: this is actually the sequel to yes. Eloise at the Plaza, mm -hmm. based on the um, K. Thompson K. Thompson book from the 1950s. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, if you'd asked me, I would have thought 90s, maybe. Sure. But yeah. no, apparently these books came out for adults in the 1950s. And then Kay Thompson realized they were being marketed to kids and was like, I'm not going to have any of that. And so she pulled them from store shelves for like 40 years. <laughs> and then she died and they put them back on store shelves and then made a couple movies. Yeah. So I put the book on hold because I need to read this because I need to understand why she wrote like a precocious child that is like rich and lives at a hotel, but it's for adults well, and the original, not for children? The original title of the book, I believe, was Eloise, a book for precocious adults. adults. Yeah, I just, I, I need to read it because I need to wrap my head around it because to me, Eloise is such a childish character. Right. Which is why I watched it. I believe I watched the Eloise at Christmas time for my seventh birthday. Seven. <laughs> Big yeah. number. It's a monumental day for you being yes, seven. Yes, exactly. You know, it's the first age where you got two syllables. Set, I don't know. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, ha, yeah, ha, ha. and then you don't get that again until you're eleven. So true. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> this movie did not hold up, but <laughs> it did give me the warm fuzzies. Like when I was seven, I could tolerate like this kid that's kind of like over the top and stuff. As an adult, it's a little bit cringe but i still found it to be fun um the story was cute she she tries to get her adult friend the waiter uh back with his old sweetheart you know right so the so the log line so again so this came I mean, let me say so a couple more times so so uh this movie was so so it came out in 2003 a year after eloise at the plaza and it was actually directed by kevin lima who mm -hmm. directed a goofy movie She's one of your faves. Like, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> and the logline goes as follows. Eloise is a precocious but lovable. Okay, I already have a problem here. She got more lovable <laughs> towards <laughs> It's the a bit of a end. stretch. 
A precocious but lovable six-year-old girl who lives in New York's Plaza Hotel. The sweet life of Eloise at Christmas time. That's basically (laughs) what it is. Uh, The owner of the hotel's daughter is getting married, but Eloise decides she is marrying him for the wrong... Eloise decides. Not Eloise figures out. Eloise decides that she's marrying him for the wrong reasons and tries her hand at a spot of matchmaking. But will it work? Now, I don't know if you've seen my letterbox review of this. No. Uh, can you read it for the audience okay. here? Read it out loud for me. Insufferable. <laughs> really? You didn't have a good time watching it with me? Um, I had a good time sitting next to you. Good. And watching um, shapes and colors flash on the screen. <laughs> but Baby Jesus with the shapes yeah. and colors. Looking at his baby Einstein books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's what we should have watched is the Battle Ballad of Ricky Bobby. So Mm -hmm. you said this movie did not hold up. In what way did it not hold up? In what way did it challenge the expectations that you had going in from your last childhood watch at the ripe old age of seven? I'm not saying, I mean, Kevin Lima, I think the directing was good for what it was. Um, I think the writing of Eloise in the adaptation to screen could have had another pass. Um, I didn't like, (laughs) I didn't like the actress. She, uh, you know, she was like, cute. She won me by the end. The big, <laughs> the first couple scenes, she was kind of bratty. But then, when she was trying to work to, towards goals of helping out others and not being selfish, she was trying to help out her friend Ben, the waiter, I think. Yeah. And she was trying to help out the old woman that she didn't like because she was in trouble. She felt bad for her. That was when you started to connect with the character. But I just mean like the actress that was picked. I mean like Kevin Mm -hmm. McAllister is a little bit bratty. You know, particularly he's, at the beginning he's of the first one. sarcastic and funny though. He is funny. Yeah, like we were re-watching a scene and she was like, uh, his mom was like, go upstairs. And he's like, I am upstairs, you dummy. I had never heard that line but see, that's before. Like, I never paid attention to that that's line. That's a real kid, though. Yeah. Because I think what is appealing about Kevin McAllister is he's the youngest of a bunch of older kids. Yes. And so you understand why he's maybe acting a little bit bratty and acting out because he wants attention. And I can't relate to that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not seen as like, okay, here's this perfect child that has the perfect life. I mean, he's also rich. Like Eloise, but Eloise like thinks that she's like hot stuff. Yeah, and she doesn't where, realize that she has issues. Where I, yeah, thing. where I was going with the, with this is that Kevin McAllister is endearing. Yes, even at the beginning when he's being bratty, there's something about him that you're like, I want this kid to because you, you can he's relate. looked down on by yeah. his whole family, right? Yeah, but like you know, yeah, you're, you're what the French call les incompetents. Yeah, but Eloise yeah. is just like, I'm the best. Yeah, and you're, you're all she's here great. for it. Yeah. Which is like, it's kind of almost, you know, thinking along the same lines. It's almost London Tipton esque. Well, yeah. You know, it's like. She lives in like the penthouse and yeah. her mom is like a fashion designer. Yeah. I don't want the London Tipton movie. I want the Maddie. What's Maddie's last name? Fitzpatrick. Why do you know that? Because they. I watch the show a lot and they say it a lot. What's Zach know. and Cody's last name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google, what's Zach and Cody's last name from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? On the website sweetlife.fandom.com, they say Cody Martin is one of the two Martin. Martin. See, but they don't say their last name as much. What's Eloise's last name? I don't know if you Hey, ever Google. Know. Shut up. <laughs> 
You're gonna have to bleep that out so everyone's. Oh no, I'm I'm leaving it in. Okay. Okay, we're a menace here. We're taking the world by storm, one Mm -hmm. Google at a time. Anyway, so we're what? We're talking about London Tipton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how Eloise is not relatable. Yeah, she's more of a London, and I wanna I want the Maddie movie. You know, but what was appealing as a child watching it was as a seven year old girl being like, hey, isn't it cool that she lives like this? you know cool life at the hotel has like nice clothes you know gets to go to toys r us and buy lots of presents and and do lots of fun things you know if you want to watch a movie about a kid doing whatever the f they want with tons of money watch blank check because that's on disney (laughs) plus too and a lot of people i think a lot of people might not like that movie either but i like that movie i thought it was a riot It, it was it was pretty good you know it was pretty good indeed yeah so what 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 were your thoughts watching this movie for the first time as a seven year old? Were you like, yeah, I want to be Eloise? It it wasn't that I want to be Eloise. It was I found it interesting to get a glimpse into a life of a little girl that a horrid little girl. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're seven, it just seems normal because all seven year olds. <laughs> well, they're big for their britches because they got yeah. two syllables in their uh, age now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's normal for kids to act out and, you know, assert themselves and all that, like, you know, find independence, um, even if they are annoying. (laughs) Um, but it was, you know, it was just fun, like, to see, like, a girl that, you know, has lots of presents and has, like, a cool, you know, uh, house and gets to do all these fun things and stuff. Right. So you're living vicariously. Yeah, Eloise. yeah. It's it's sort of like um, yeah. It's sort of like yeah. Well, I, I agree. I, I, well, what what's the way? Like I I don't know. As an adult, maybe like the I don't know. Like what, the equivalent. Oh, I don't know what the equivalent is, but like you know, seeing movies where you know maybe there's glamorous women like like Barbie or that's a bad example because Barbie's a toy, but she's an adult woman. You know, just like. <laughs> Seeing that being like, isn't that fun? That would be cool. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you had stuff like that when you were a kid. Like, well, oh, there's like a, a little boy and like he has like a cool life. I liked Big. Yeah, Big is great. Kid. You know, like getting to see a little boy. He's mostly who gets an adult. To, he gets, but he gets to do grown up things. He still yes. acts like a kid. He's like playing yes. video games and playing with toys and whatever. We should rewatch Big. Oh, yeah. Big We've never is great. seen it together. We haven't? No, no, no. I watched it only once as a kid. It's. It might have been one of those movies that you recommended, or someone at least Maybe. recommended it. Shimmy, Maybe shimmy, my Cocoa parents Bob. did. Yeah, you know, a little like handshake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Shimmy, shimmy, Coco Pop. We got to rewatch Big. We got to rewatch Home Alone. We oh, gotta rewatch yeah. Harry it's Potter. It's a yearly thing. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I saw an interesting video essay that was comparing how similar Home Alone and the first Harry Potter movie are, which were directed same, by the, the same director, yeah. person, Christopher Columbus. And, and the you can, precocious young boys. There, and there is much, you know, I knew sarcastic. they were directed by the same person, yeah. but there is so much more, say it with me, shared DNA, DNA yeah. than I thought there was between of course, those two movies. It's through the same creative lens. This is what right? happens when we review a movie that sucks. Is that we just ended up talking about other movies. Well, I knew this was going to happen because (laughs) Eloise, you know, what's there to say about Eloise? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know why, but this year I'm feeling really nostalgic for older choices. Like Eloise I hadn't seen in many, many years. And I was like, huh, wouldn't it be fun to just see that again? I don't know if I need to see it again. Maybe if we have a daughter. 
Someday I would maybe watch it with her, but I I feel like your Eloise for Christmas is my don't look under the bed for Halloween. That, that, that was, was a, pretty good though. That was a Disney Channel yeah. original movie that I I it, they played it every year around Halloween and I loved it and we rewatched yeah. it as adults and it I wasn't a masterpiece but I thought it held up pretty well. No, I like it it was fun and <laughs> what was funny about it was they really leaned into the Dutch tilt for that. They're like yeah. every single shot that's what it'll be because it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Now, had you seen Eloise at the Plaza already when you were a kid? Oh, or yeah. did you only watch Eloise at Christmas? No, time? I saw both. What was the first one like? I, it was and like... I it, w- Sorry, I waited too long to say this. This movie has Julie Andrews for some reason. Yeah, she was actually good in it. She's in both. It was funny because you watched a bunch of the movie and I was like, oh, yeah, Julie Andrews. And you're like, that's Julie Andrews? Just because she wasn't maybe as glamorous as she. No, that's not how it is. happened. So the the movie started. You didn't recognize the, her. No, but let me explain. <laughs> we have the time. I ha, you know. Okay. Let's, we okay. Have, we have these. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So the movie started and the credits come up and it's like Julie Andrews and I'm like okay cool Julie Andrews is in this and then the character that Julie Andrews plays came up in the movie and I didn't recognize her. Uh-huh. And subsequently, once the movie got going for a bit, I forgot that Julie Andrews was listed in the credits. And I started, you know, I was kind of bored during the movie. So I pulled out my phone and I started looking at the IMDb page and I saw Julie Andrews listed. And I was like, hmm, Julie Andrews is in this movie? And you were like, yeah, she plays Nanny. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, she doesn't. And then we went back to a scene that had her and I was like, I kind of had to squint my eyes a bit. And I was like, think so and then after like a couple scenes i was like i guess it is julie andrews just because she looks a little more disheveled than she normally does what i thought was a funny take hearing from you was some of the adults called her nanny and they're like is her name nanny? yeah she called her, she called herself nanny she was like she was alone in a scene she was doing something she was like oh come on nanny and i was like is your name nanny i I I would guess that in the book, they didn't give her a name because it's irrelevant to a child, maybe. Oh, fair enough. But I don't know. Let's say maybe her name is like Nancy or something. Everyone calls her Nanny for short. Okay. The next next person I meet in real life whose name is Nancy, I'm going to start calling them Nanny. Well, because in the Hannah Swenson books... They have like there's a character that's like the town doctor and they always call him Doc. And they're like what's your actual name? And he's like, my name is Doc. It's Murdoch. Everyone calls oh. me Doc for short. And they're like, oh, okay. So you were Doc before you were a doctor. Interesting. <laughs> doc, that's, Doc. That's like, uh, you know, in, in like uh, before high school, we had a substitute teacher named Mr. Edwards. And no one ever knew what his first name was. And at some point, his name was like in the paper or something or in some kind of local publication. And it listed it listed him as M. Edwards. And someone was asked him like, oh, what's so it's M. OK, what does the M stand for? And he's like, Mr. That's a good one because <laughs> he didn't want to reveal. I, he's full of secrets, you know. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what he looked like, but in my head, he's Reggie fils the old uh, <laughs> president of uh, like Nintendo of America. Sure, my body is ready. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know Reggie. Exactly. So, what was the first Eloise movie like? It's basically the same thing, but oh, great. not so I Christmas. Can skip it. Well, that's what I remember the movie to be 
is just Eloise like chilling at a hotel. I wouldn't like to me the Christmas one was more memorable, I guess, because right. Christmas at a hotel sounds really beautiful. And you know, as a seven year old, I didn't know I was going to be a wedding photographer, but as an adult, you know, I just shot, you know, a Christmas time wedding at a hotel. And it's just funny to see things full circle to yeah. see like uh, uh, weddings. I always love seeing weddings adaptations in film and stuff. So that was <laughs> fun to see as an adult perspective. Fair enough. Now, so you're saying this year you wanted to lean towards nostalgic choices. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, do you feel like the Christmas genre is exhausted? Do you feel like there's more to dig out of it? Because every it, year it's we mostly exhausted. every year we watch Christmas movies and we mostly watch old favorites. We try to throw in a few new ones in, mm -hmm. and year after year, it feels like there's less new ones to throw in that are worth our time. Do you still like? There, do you feel like there's still room to make like good Christmas movies or like Christmas classics, or is it all like shovelware, Hallmark? Whatever at this point. I think it's mostly, as you say, shovelware, like shovel films yeah. kind of thing. But Sho yeah, shovelware is a term that comes from like the game industry. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, on, on Wii, you would have like Super Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. But then you'd have shovelware, which is like carnival games, five in one, you know. or like Sure. But that doesn't say like those don't have their own merit. Like those can be a really fun watch like you really enjoyed watching a night before christmas yeah, with vanessa hudgens where there's like a medieval night yeah um so it's like that's not going to be like a holiday classic timeless piece but it was a fun experience the same with like holiday that movie <laughs> It's crazy. And like, yeah. it can just be like a fun thing. Like that's what Christmas is all about is just kind of lounging, relaxing, not overthinking things. Um, but I, I think guess. I was saying this to you off mic is I feel like the most timeless Christmas movies are ones that deal with the heart, that deal with family dynamic, mm -hmm. like real down to earth dynamic, not like Santa Claus and stuff. Cause we watched Noel and it was okay. Wasn't well, anything like crazy special. Noel kind of took the worst of the Santa Claus and yeah. Elf and made the movie about that. Whereas like the Santa Claus and Elf had scenes that involved Santa being Santa at the workshop and and all that. But that wasn't really, you know, especially with Elf. That's not mm -hmm. the best parts of the movie. No. Yeah. Like Anna Kendrick tried. Bill Hader tried. It's fine. They did what they could with it. It was nothing crazy special. But the most memorable movies are like Home Alone, Christmas yeah. Vacation, ones that are about like spending time with family. I would say the closest we've gotten in recent years is like Happiest Season, a more modern take on the family dynamic at Christmas time. Hmm. The Family Stone was extremely flawed and I have lots of issues with it, but at least it was trying to do something like yeah. that i think that's where there's always wiggle room is because you're always going to be spending time with family at christmas time and there's mm. always something to play off of that like um love heart love heart was anything special but it you know it was a christmas movie it, it dealt with you know family dynamics and not feeling like the special child and everything like that. And that was interesting. Um, so I think there's always 
something relatable about that. We're always going to see different versions of that. But in terms of like Santa, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you for sure. But I guess what I'm asking is like what like what's the most recent Christmas classic that you feel like has come out? Because, you know, when we watched the movies that made us episode on Elf, that was something that John Favreau strived for. Strived a word? Strove? Striven? He was striven towards wanting to make the uh the next christmas classic uh, yeah and, I think and did, yeah. you and i have toyed with the idea like oh how funny would it be like how easy would it be to make like a hallmark-esque christmas movie because we're in ottawa and there's lots of snow and kind of pretty locations a lot of christmas movies and, are shot here yeah and at a certain point after being like yeah yeah eventually i was like i don't really want to make a cheesy hallmark christmas movie i want to make a christmas classic sure you know, the yeah. same way that john favreau did with Elf. And there's there's a script that I a script idea that I have in my head that had nothing to do with Christmas. And now I'm kind of wondering like maybe it could take place at Christmas. It doesn't have to it be could. about Christmas, but it can kind it of could be circle the, the circle the Christmas drain, if you will. It could be through the lens of Christmas because Christmas is a time of self reflection. It's at the yeah. end of the year. It's about you know, it can be a, about um it's often about goodwill giving instead of receiving spreading joy you know throughout the season and i think that thing is always relatable well yeah i mean hopefully i get to make this movie idea and why not i mean who who knows if it'll even be the same idea by the time it you know gets pushed further along but it's in the back Mm -hmm. of my mind so well, that's a great part of the creative process is you start off with one thing and then you end with something else. It's like we yeah. were watching the early versions of like Shrek and stuff and it's like, ugh, <laughs> it's a good thing it didn't look like that, you know? Yeah. It, it's like, or like we were looking at early versions of Woody, which is like yeah. one of your favorite movies. My, like, Woody is my favorite movie of all time. I'll say that much. <laughs> no, yeah. like. But Woody 2 t- wasn't as good. Well, yeah. Woody 3 was pretty good. <laughs> Toy Story and he's a character in it. Yeah. You know, if he looked like how he did in the beginning, he'd look really creepy. Yeah. So it's, it's a great thing to go through a creative process and change things. So Absolutely. I'm excited to see what will happen with it. Yeah. So what, what do you feel like was the most recent Christmas classic? And are there any more on the horizon? I, I think... There, there's always room for it. the The one that's most recent that comes to mind to me is Elf, which yeah. was it's like the early years two, ago. That, at well, this point. I it'd be hard pressed to say something past that because it hasn't had time to become a classic. I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, Love Actually is a classic that they watch every year. Um, that was around the two thousands, I think. I, f- um, I find that movie to be a bit of a bummer sometimes. Well, yeah. I think Depends a lot which storyline you're focusing on. <laughs> I think a lot of Christmas classics are comedic in tone, but a lot of them do have a lot of sadness. Like Home Alone <laughs> deals with a lot of sad stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just part of it, like the catharsis, you know, having an emotional experience. Um, I feel like our um, adaptations of Santa are really tired. <laughs> because they always try to reinvent the wheel and they're like oh we're gonna make santa high tech and like oh everyone wants an ipad and like stuff like that and like they're trying to be like cynical but also like lean into it and they're like oh santa's still relevant but like not really and like like arthur christmas was mm-hmm. all like high tech with the rappers and stuff i and thought I'm, arthur christmas uh, was pretty good maybe not a classic it's not but a classic yeah you know. 
Like I don't know. I, I like that. That tired. kind of attitude was was fresh in the '90s when it was uh, like the Santa Claus. And he was like, I'm not going to be a typical Santa. I'm lactose intolerant. And I'm kind of a jerk. It's like, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But that was like 20, 30 years ago at this point. Like, let's find something new to do with Santa. Yeah. And like, whatever, Santa, girl, whatever. Like, like love- we, we've seen that before. That's fine. But don't act like you're so special for introducing that idea because it's like, the 2020s it's not Whoopi goldberg did it yeah that's what i was saying it's not that crazy of an idea if you want to do that then do that but don't be like oh it's so shocking it's like if you want to do a classic santa interpretation i would love to see like a period piece of like kids some kind of santa centric story in like the 60s or something with a really classic, classic old style rosy cheek santa design Mm -hmm. like sort of like santa causes coming to town kind of vibe or something mm-hmm. like the puppets brought to life you're saying kind of thing just sort of like um you know an elf that they leaned into the rankin bass kind of style yeah. i would like to see maybe like that kind of thing is rankin bass all did also did santa claus is coming to town yeah um that could be interesting but as a period piece is what i'm saying i don't otherwise... i don't need tech i i would say one movie that I really enjoyed. I don't think it's a, a classic, but I think it reminds me of the classics. Is Eight Bit Christmas? Yeah, I actually really liked Eight Bit Christmas. I think we talked about it last year, but mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's basically a Christmas story, but it's, it's but a little more updated for a new generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I so, rewatched. So that, that had tech, but it was more personal. It was less about like. Oh yeah, kids like video games. So we'll just talk about like wanting video games as present. It's more like no, that was the experience of that era. Was yeah. Nintendo video games had their like big original heyday in the eighties, and that was like the gift you wanted, and it just happened to be like Nintendo. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Instead of like trying to be like hello fellow kids, like everyone wants an iPad. It's like. Who, who wants an iPad? Who that cares? That was the joke that, that they made like every five to seven. And it was not funny in Noel any any of the times. You know, it's like so and so wants you know a, a easy bake oven for Christmas. Also an iPad. It's like okay. It's like who cares? It was kind of funny the first time, and then they said it like ten more times. No, yeah, like like Bill Hader is an underrated good dramatic comedic actor very great show and they had him saying and doing the dumbest stuff in noel it was Mm -hmm. just like he tried what he could with it but it was just they weren't really giving and anna kendrick she's she's funny she's good at stuff and what were they giving her yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know so what Christmas movies are on the horizon for you that you want to watch this year? Because I know my family's, or at least, you know, with my dad, our, our Christmas movie that we watch every year is Elf. Mm-hmm. And I still really love Elf. I think we took a break from it last year because we watch it every year. But I think, like, your family watches um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yep. Home Alone. Um it's a Wonderful Life we usually watch, and I cry at the end almost every mm-hmm. single time. I Yeah, you showed me It's a Wonderful Life for the first time like three years ago, and I'd be I'm interested to watch it again. It holds up, I think, especially as an adult. I can relate to it. It's like 
the journey of that character is I want to go off on my own. I want to do cool stuff. I want to travel. But he feels like he's burdened with helping his family and like keeping the town afloat. And then things go start to go really badly for him. And then people rally around him. And you just you can feel for that character. There's such a progression. See, and that takes place at Christmas time, but it's not super Christmassy. It's more like showing goodwill and about being with your family and about you know, giving instead of receiving and giving yeah. back, you know, paying it forward. That's always relatable. That was like the, I don't even know, 30s maybe? It's <laughs> black and white. 40s, I'm not sure. Um, but. If you're staying with my family or like we're, we're sharing Christmas with my family this year, one thing we almost always watch every year is the Walton's Christmas movie. Never seen that. Well, I'm sure we will watch it. We usually watch it on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Okay. Um, and it's it's like the precursor to the TV show. It was based on a book like by the real guy that the Waltons was based on. They did like a Mr. TV Walton. movie, some something like that. <laughs> they did a TV movie that took place around Christmas time, and it's like one of my mom's like nostalgic favorites and like we watch it every year and like there's a lot of like emotional scenes she usually cries <laughs> sort of parts it, it's a pretty good movie okay. um it's not available in high quality though because it was like a tv movie in like the 80s or something oh. so we have it on dvd <laughs> right so, yeah well yeah i'd be interested to rewatch the one of the first futurama christmas episodes where uh like fry's bonder (laughs) bonder is it really you yeah where uh fry's looking for the perfect christmas gift for leela and he buys her like a parrot or something i don't remember that you don't remember that okay we gotta watch that i remember the creepy santa oh yeah seeing that the john is it john goodman i I think it was john goodman to start and then later he was replaced by john maggio right Yeah, yeah. yeah well i i I'm actually really nostalgic towards Christmas. I think I've gone well, yeah. more cynical in recent years and mm. been less about that. But when I was a kid, I was like crazy about Christmas. I would wear like a Santa hat like every day in December. Me too. Yeah. I had like jingle bell necklaces. I had a gingerbread that I brought like a toy chair for and would put like this gingerbread man thing like gingy on like this little chair and then it would be on my desk. <laughs> Cool girl. I was, oh, I was big nerd. There's I mean, no denying I, that. I like it. <laughs> um, but I was crazy about Christmas, and um, it's it's just fun. Like that's why I'm excited about nostalgia this year, and um, I'm on the hunt to find a new Christmas classic. Exactly. I, I, I think that's the theme of this conversation here. Is like, what else is out there? It's, I I explored the idea of doing international movies. What is the classic for other cultures? Yeah. I stumbled upon um, a French movie from I think the 70s that I'm interested in, um, and I'm interested to explore more options that are maybe less mainstream. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, for certain. For certain. Well, you will see us again in 2024. Thanks so much for listening. Any closing thoughts about K-Rismas before we sign off here? Well, it's just been a great year of watching movies and talking about movies with you. And I'm excited for next year and all the great movies we're going to watch. Um, We're going to Italy next year. I'm sure we're going to 
talk about a lot of Italian movies. <laughs> watch and Bicycle Thieves again. Anticipation. Um, I will probably ask you to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie because it takes place in Rome. <laughs> Come on, we have to. We're going to Rome. <laughs> Whatever you say. Roman I, Holiday. I, I love you. Roman Holiday. That's a Christmas Italian movie. Is it yeah. Christmas? I don't think it's actually Christmas. Oh, I think no. I just watched it we on watched Christmas it Day. We watched it at Christmas. I watched it on Christmas Day with my mom Christmas-y. one year. Yeah. And then I wanted to rewatch I wanted to rewatch it on Christmas Day yeah. with you. Same with Heidi. That became like a Christmas Eve semi tradition to watch Heidi on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That I think has might have a Christmas scene, but like one. I think she maybe like gets a pair of shoes or something. Yeah. The grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's on my mind at the top of next year to do sort of like a pause it for me awards. Oh. Of, of 2023 to be okay. like of all the movies that we watched in 2023 you know what was what was the most this what was the least that sure. so That's start fun. start the gears like churning marcus of bromley that. exactly yeah. yeah like the smartphone awards but the mm-hmm. positive for me awards that's fun yeah i mean it's been a great opportunity to see movies maybe we haven't like seen before we, we did a lot of historic movies and there's some movies i'm really glad that i saw like his girl friday and other movies yeah. um i wish i could take back the experience <laughs> of watching them yeah um <laughs> we'll get back to that list eventually but right now we're taking a nice healthy break and watching yes. stuff that excites us like yeah. eloise like eloise and amelie and i would love to see more um foreign movies and get excited about that and stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for listening and you'll see us next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.